Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Christ, the revelation of Christ. Christ, the bedrock of the church. Christ is the foundation of the church. We see that in Matthew 16 with Peter. Jesus asked the disciples, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Well, some say that thou art John the Baptist, Isaiah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. Who do you say I am? The I am that I am. Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He focuses on that office of the Spirit, the redemption office, the blood office, the revealed office. That's the Son of God. Still the same Spirit, but it's the Spirit manifest in a body of flesh and blood that has blood or or justification. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Now that's our blood office. That is the revealed name. It says in the book of Acts, no more preach any more in this man's name, Jesus. For when you do, you do intend to bring his blood upon us. Well, that's the blood in the New Testament. It's the word of God. That's the holy covenant. And the Antichrist in the last days will have indignation against the Holy Covenant. He will do everything he can to destroy it and cleave to those with flatteries that forsake the Holy Covenant. That is Christ. The Christ we have to learn, as we have so learned, Christ and established in him. Well, we find that with Peter, knowing who Jesus is. The church world today, I'm afraid, do not know who Jesus is because they think he's a second person of the Godhead, which does not exist. God himself says, I am God alone. Beside me, there is no other God, no junior, no second person. I know not any. The Spirit, Jehovah, God Almighty, says, I do not know any other God. He alone is God. He states that in Isaiah 44, 24. He said, He spanned the heavens by myself and the earth alone. By myself alone. Not with the help of angels. He did it by his word. He spoke his word and it came into existence. That's the power and everything today in the whole cosmos, all the cosmos of God, is held together by the word of his power. Everything that we see both spiritually and physically is held together by the word of his power because every created spirit and the angelic host is there by his word. And who is that? That's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, in Colossians 1, 16 and 17, created all things, whether they be powers, thrones, principalities, things visible, things invisible. All things were created by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. We see that in John 1. He's the word. He is that spirit. The Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost, these three are one, one in the self-same spirit. We see that in 1 John 5, 7. There's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. They're not in a union. 
He didn't use a Greek word, who. He said, heis, which is one and the self, same spirit. The Father is the administrative office of that spirit. The Word is the expression office of that same spirit, not a different spirit. The Word is not the Son of God. The Word's the Word. The Father is the Father. The Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost. These are eternal offices or functions of that one spirit. They are forever. The Son of God is the redemption office of that same spirit, which is an eternal office, the Son of God. The Son of Man is the kingdom office of that same spirit. It is an eternal office. There we have three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Three different functions of that one spirit. And the functions of that spirit are through the attributes of God. Christ is every attribute of God. He is love. He is wisdom. He is power. He is understanding. He is prudence and own and own. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we see in Genesis 1.26. Let us make man in our own image. That's a plural personal pronoun. They tell us that the external church world tells us that that is a proof of the Trinity. The Father speaking to the Son and the Holy Ghost, let us. That is a preposterous lie. It's ludicrous. It is a bald-faced lie because the very next verse dispels that as truth. Genesis 1.27, so God made man in his own image. Male and female created he, them, singular personal pronoun. Well, it looks like a direct contradiction. Well, if we look at it factually, it is a contradiction. But in the spirit, there's no contradiction. Why? Because the us and are in Genesis 1.26 are the attributes of that one Spirit of God, and everyone stands on their own as an individual, singular person. That's a personal pronoun. For example, in Proverbs 8, it says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. I daily was his delight. Speaking of wisdom, I dwell with prudence. With me is understanding. Another singular personal pronoun. But it's an attribute, not a person. But it is a singular attribute that stands on its own. And all these attributes of God are equal. Love. Peace. Power. Understanding. All of these are individual attributes of God. Let us. So when... God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Then every attribute of God came forth. Love came forth. Step forward. If love had not stepped forward, man could not love. Wisdom came forward. If wisdom had not come forward, then man would have no wisdom. 
understanding came forward. And if, here again, wisdom understanding had not come forward, mankind would have no wisdom understanding power and prudence or every other or peace in anything else in the attributes of God, which is Christ. Christ is all. And that is every office of the Spirit is Christ. Peter had that revelation in Matthew 16. Because Jesus asked, Who do you, you disciples, who do you say I am? Thou art the Christ. Peter stated that. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood, hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. You didn't get this through an intellectual exercise. You didn't get this going to seminary. You didn't get this from studying the word with an intellectual mind. You received this revelation from the Father, from the Spirit of God himself. <clears throat> Thou art Peter, changed his name from the worldly name, the earthly name, Simon Barjona, to Peter, Petros, a piece of the rock. Thou art Peter, upon this rock I will build my church. The foundational rock is Christ which is the Son of the living God, which is the office of the Spirit that is for our justification and redemption. That's the redemption office. That's the blood office. That's the only salvation office there is, the Son of God. The Son of God is the Father revealed. Jesus stated that. John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. Not in a union. Did not use the Greek word whom, but heis. H-E-I-S, meaning one in this very same spirit. And my father are the same spirit. That's what Jesus is saying. He also stated that in John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house are many mansions. Well, not so, but I told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas says unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now we'll listen to his next statement. From henceforth, you both know him and have seen him. Now Philip, one of the disciples, standing by said, Lord, show us the Father. Show us the Father of glory, and that will be sufficient. That will, that will suffice it us. That will be sufficient. Jesus said, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? <clears throat> Speaking of his person, who he is. Jesus himself, the Father of glory. Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me hath seen the Father. The word, if you don't believe me, then believe me for the work's sake. That he healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, cast out devils, opened blind eyes, loosed the dumb tongue, the lame walked captive, went free. Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. Believe me for the work's sake. For the words that I speak are not mine. Well, then whose are they? 
but the Father that dwelleth in me, and that dwelleth is a Greek word, katakeo. It means to house permanently, to dwell there forever, permanently, manifest in the man Christ Jesus. The Father that dwelleth in me, I don't speak my words, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he's the one doing the works, proving that he is the word of God, for the words he spoke were not his, and is in the flesh, but they are spirit and they are life. Jesus said, If I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, know ye the kingdom of God's come nigh unto you. The kingdom of God is Christ. The mystery of godliness, the God life, the God life that we experience in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a mystery there. What is the mystery of godliness, the God life? Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ is the Father. How do we know that? Well, there's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God who's above all, the Father of us all and in us all. That is exactly what Ephesians Paul's telling the church at Ephesus. Also, that spirit in the church at Galatia, Paul states it again. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made and under the law, not a spirit father, saying the spirit junior, the second person of the Godhead, the son of God, go down, die for the sin of the world. No, The God manifest in flesh is the Father revealed. Emmanuel, God with us. And in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. How? Made of a woman. That's how he sent him. The word was made flesh. The word is the Father. It is the Holy Ghost. These three are the same spirit. 1 John 5, 7. And he was born under, made in under the law and Adam after the fall to redeem us that were under the law. But look at the very next verse. Galatians 4, 6. God has sent forth the spirit, not his spirit, but he said the spirit of his son, which is his spirit. But how does he get it to us? Through the redemption office where we're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, where we can be a partaker with God through Christ for our, our life is hit with Christ in God. And the body is of Christ through the work that he did by taking on a body of flesh and blood as our kinsman redeemer. We don't have access to the Father except through the office of the Son, which is the Father revealed. And that is the redemption office. In Galatians 4, 6, God has sent forth the spirit of his Son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Why? Because the Spirit of the Son is the Spirit of the Father. They're one and the same Spirit. They are not two different persons. That's the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ that Paul spoke to the church at Colossia. Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. To the full assurance of the acknowledgement of this mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Let no man deceive you by any means. 
What's the deception? It will be against Christ. It'll be an antichrist, something in lieu of the real Christ. It'll be a false rock, not our rock. Their rock is not our rock. Deuteronomy 32 tells us that. Their rock, little R-O-C-K, small case, is not our rock, capital R-O-C-K, because our rock is God Almighty, manifest in the flesh. He is not a second person of the Godhead because that does not exist. There is the revelation of Christ. Peter gives us that explicitly in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. He states there in the gospel, according to Peter, I'm sorry, the epistle, according to Peter, in 1 Peter 1, verse 11, and gives us insight, great insight, through the epistle of Peter, in 1 Peter 1, verse 11, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them. In who? The Old Testament prophets. That's what he said. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify. Did you catch that? All the Old Testament prophets, Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi, all prophesied by the Spirit. Of course, that Holy Ghost, that God Almighty, Elohim, Lord Jehovah, but that was Christ, the Spirit of Christ, which was in them. Christ is that Spirit, capital S. Christ is God. Christ is the Lord Jehovah. Christ is Elohim. Christ is El Shaddai. Christ is all the Jehovah titles and all the attributes of God from the Aleph through the Tav, which is Hebrew, ABC theory, from A to Z. In the Greek, he's the Alpha and Omega. He's all the attributes of God from A to Z. And it states that. <clears throat> Peter, going on and said, uh, that spirit of Christ which was in them, when it signified, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. So Christ the Spirit will take on a body of flesh and blood, and that's not Christ Jr., for Christ the Spirit is Christ the man. There's no junior after the sufferings of Christ Jr. No, it's the sufferings of Christ. Why? Because Christ the man is Christ the Spirit, one and the same. Just as Jesus said, in John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. We're the same Spirit. Therefore, we understand now what Peter said in his epistle. 1 Peter 1, verse 10, 11, states that Christ is the Spirit of God. But he made himself a body of flesh and blood for his suffering. It behooved Christ, it behooved Christ to suffer and to die, buried and raised again, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name and enter into his glory, the glory of Christ. Well, Christ put off his glory to become a man. And then, after his death, burial, and resurrection, went back to his former glory 
as Christ. We see that, Paul talking to the church of Philippi. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, Morpha, Spirit of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. All the attributes of God are equal. He's saying he's the Allah through the Tav. He is the Alpha to the Omega. He is the A to the Z of everything that God is in every attribute. Jesus is in the form of God. That's everything God is. And did not count it robbery to be equal with God because no man's equal with God except the Spirit of God himself. Jesus is in that form. He's that Spirit. But he made himself of no reputation. He's going to lay aside all of his attributes. He's going to lay aside all of the glory and the majesty. Why will he do that? Because he's got to have a man. And he looks for a man. He's amazed he could find none. He's got to have a man that is a perfect, spotless, blameless, blameless sacrifice. He looked for a man. God said that in Isaiah 59, 16. Isaiah 63, 5. He looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation to himself. Isaiah 63, 5 sits, states the same thing. God looked for a man. Therefore, could not find one. His own arm brought salvation to me, God said. Who is that? Well, that's Jesus, the man. And we know in Philippians 2, 6, Paul said that Jesus, who being in the form of God, but he made himself of no reputation. He's not going to be and be working salvation as spirit. Because a man lost it, only a man can redeem us back. That's Romans 5. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offense is of one, so also the free gift is of one. A man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. We have to have a kinsman redeemer. God searches for a man. But all are conceived in sin, shaped in iniquity. None good, no, not one. Therefore, God prepares himself a body. A body there, though he can, he can shed his blood. But one of, one, a body just like us and under the law. Galatians 4, verse 4. Not an Adam before the fall, an Adam after the fall. To redeem us that are under the law. Or as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. He also himself, God likewise, took part of the same, that in all things he was made like unto his brethren, Hebrews 2. Tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin, Hebrews 4.15. That's Christ. He will take on a body of flesh and blood of the meanest of flesh with no attributes of God, though he be God manifest in the flesh, yet he has taken on and Adam after the fall. And the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin to condemn sin in the flesh, Romans 8, 3. Made of a seed of the woman, the word made flesh. And when he does, he has to fulfill the law as a man, just like you and just like me, tempted at all points like as we are as a man. 
So he's laid aside his glory so he can work only as a man, even though he's God. But there is a middle wall of partition. The law is a partition that must be fulfilled requiring a sacrifice of a spotless, blameless, sacrificial lamb that will be a free will sacrifice to take the ordinances of that law and nail it to the cross, shedding his righteous, holy, untainted blood of God Almighty. The man Christ Jesus, being found perfect, spotless, blameless, as a man of Adam after the fall, keeping the law in every aspect, being tempted in all points like us. But even though Jesus is God manifest in the flesh, that wall, that law, that middle wall of partition separates God from the man, even in the days of his flesh, and will do so until he dies on the cross, shelling, shedding his blood. When he does, as he has kept every area of that law fulfilled it, then as a free will sacrifice, he has to be willing to lay down his life freely. And Jesus said, I freely, said it, I freely lay down my life. No man taketh it from me. I have power to lay it down and I have power to receive it again. This I've received of my father. He stated that the same in John 2. Destroy this temple, Jesus said, and in three days I will raise it up. No man can raise up his own body except he be God. Well, Jesus did. They said 40 and 6 years were they in building this temple, and you're going to raise it up in three days? Jesus spake of the temple of his body. He did it. And uh, through the death, burial, and resurrection, when he died on the cross, that veil rent from top to bottom, taking the ordinances of that law that were contrary to us, an enmity against the flesh in that it was weak. The law was a ministration of death, not life. And Jesus took the ordinances of that law, having fulfilled every bit of it in his body, soul, and spirit, and nailed it to his cross. And by doing so, broke down the middle wall of partition that parted God from man, and he did it in his own body of flesh and blood, working salvation in and of himself alone. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. We could say Christ, who is God, was in Christ, the man, reconciling the world back into himself, Christ. (laughs) That is the truth. God was in Christ reconciling the world back into himself. Now, he has given to us the word of reconciliation. What is that? That Jesus is the Christ. He is that God that made himself of no reputation, took on the form of a servant made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself to the death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God hath highly exalted him and given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee would bow 
ever tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, to the glory of the Father. He went to the glory of the Father. He didn't go to the glory of the Son. That Christ suffered, it behooved him to suffer and to enter into his glory, Christ's own glory. You see that in Acts 2.36. Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus, that man whom you crucified, God hath made him, that man, both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost. Now Christ is in us, the hope of glory. Jesus in 28, Matthew 28, 18, comes out of the tomb, resurrected, that all power in heaven and in earth is given to me. He's glorified with all the power of the Father. And now you go to John 16, and he's revealing the office of the, of the Father once and for all. Jesus states, I will no more speak in Proverbs. I will show you plainly the Father. And that day, you will ask in my name, that name given above every name, the name Jesus. And I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. Why? Because the intercessor is the Spirit of God himself. The man, Christ Jesus, has been made a quickening spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The second Adam, the last Adam, Christ, was made a quickening spirit. Therefore, he said, I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. For the Father loves you and has given all things and glorified, what? To Christ. All things have been given unto him. He proceeded from the Father, came into the world. What proceeded from the Father? The Word. The Father came into the world. Manifest in flesh. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he goes on and says, not only that, that whenever I died, buried, and rose again, I go back to where I was before. Where was he before? Well, obviously, Spirit of God. And that's exactly what we see in 1 Timothy 6.15. Jesus, the blessed and only potentate. Well, who's the potentate? The omnipotent, the almighty, the omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, what? God almighty, self-existent, eternal spirit of God. That's Christ. Who only hath their mortality. There's no other immortality, immortal, eternal life that except is him. He only has immortality. Who is he? Dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto nor see nor can see. No man, not Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, nobody. Only Jesus. He's the only one. He is the only begotten God, the monogamous theos. He's the only begotten son, monogamous He's the only begotten one, the only begotten monogamous Yaquid. Who is that? And I'll leave this with you. The doctrine of Christ. How is important? How critical is it? How important is it? How essential is this for entrance into the kingdom of heaven? Well, 2 John 9, any man abide not in the doctrine of Christ hath not 
God. You don't have that doctrine of Christ established in that doctrine. There's no entrance into the kingdom of heaven. It's a requirement to be born again. 1 John 5, 1, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, the Spirit of God in every office and function, is born of God. You believe that Jesus is the Christ. He is every attribute of God. He's the Father, the Lord, the Holy Ghost. He's the Son of God, the Son of Man. He is the El Shaddai. He is the Almighty God, the Omnipotent, Omniscient, and Omnipresent. That's Christ. And whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. What is that doctrine of Christ? Christ is all. He's all that God is, was, or ever will be. Always has been. But that Christ, this Spirit, took on a body of flesh as a man. We see that. Philippians 2, 6 through 8. We see it again in Isaiah 43, 10. Thus saith the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, Spirit of God, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, and my servant whom I have chosen. Sounds like another person. Well, the world thinks it is. That's where they miss the mark. That you may know and believe me and understand, God said, I am he, I am that servant. And he goes on and explains, before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. God formed himself a body of flesh and blood. In the volume of the book it's written to me, I come to do thy will, O God, for a body that has prepared me. Who's the me? God himself. Prepared himself a body. God manifest in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16. Who is he? He's a blessed and only potentate, omnipotent. 1 Timothy 6.15. Who is he? He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. Revelation 1.8. You cannot miss this. Christ is God. That's the doctrine of Christ. We must be established in that doctrine. And anyone that's not will not have entrance into the kingdom of God. I'll leave you with this scripture. 1 John 2, 22. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, the Spirit of God in every office. He is Antichrist. That has denied both the Father. Why? Because Christ is the Father. And the Son. Why? Because Christ is the Son of God, the Father revealed. He that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed. Here's the doctrine of Christ. Well, we'd love to hear from you. This is the doctrine of Christ. We need to, to preach and teach this in the churches that have forsaken their rock. Hewed them out sepulchers of just there are uh, uh, cisterns that can hold no <laughs> No water, their clouds with no rain, their trees plucked twice plucked up by the roots. These are cisterns that can hold no water. Why? Because it is denied that the God Almighty is Christ who became a man, not a second person of the Godhead, and that they breached the Word of God. God is returning the true believers. Back to that foundational rock. That rock is Christ. And those that come and receive this, the true Jesus, the real 
rock the real Christ will be saved. The ones that don't, I'm afraid we'll find out it's a mistaken identity. Apart from me, you the work of iniquity, of iniquity, I never knew you. Well, there we have it. We pray for all there. We'd like to have you contact us, give us your prayer for support, and if God's dealing with you, join one with us in reaching the nations. Become a partner with us. Help send us word. Or even better than that, go with us. There too, they're not only Africa, India, Nepal, Pakistan. Uh, we got Australia, ministers crying out. There in the Philippines, then New Zealand, all over the world. There in you in America, here with us. Give us a call, contact us. Let's get one in the unity of the faith. Therefore, the lifting up of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, write to us, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Contact us on the websites, DennisBeard.org, SailingGodsPeople.org, SailingGodsPeople.com, or JCIC.tv, where we have a private website for you. Going into the streaming of the Word of God, allowing you to ask questions and give your comments. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.